Welcome back to the Escape Rope Podcast. I'm your host, Fung. And I'm Ron. This is actually the second recording of the night. Uh, yeah, so back-to-back episodes and yeah, hopefully this one's a good one as well. What's, oh, what's, what's been going on uh, with you? Started work. You mean the market game? No, that's still going on. Like, you know how I had um, three weeks in January of no income mm. because of the rain? You, you you would think, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but you would think that January is a good time to make money because that's sort of summertime. People should be out it was at night. Supposed to be. It was yeah. supposed to be, but because of the uh, torrential rain that we were having, even though it's good for, for our dam, it wasn't very good for my pocket. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't flooding your pocket with yeah, cash. Yeah. So, I mean, the last three weeks of January and the beginnings of February was like a massive hit on my bank account. So, you know, I decided probably a good time to uh, indulge in my hobby of photography and get myself some work in a camera shop. Tell me about the lead up to deciding to get a job. <laughs> that sounds kind of bad. Like, yeah, even a bum for like the you know, last two years, something. Yeah, I was practically almost begging for money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so usually I have my, my credit card as, as a fallback, right? So yeah. in case I need to, to use it to live. So I, what's, it, what's the limit on? Uh, my, my credit card has a 12K limit on it. Yeah. Oof. It, it, it definitely hurts. But in my game, um, I can make that back in the weekend. That's not an issue. But why? The, the question that you had is the leading up to me getting a job. Deciding to. Deciding to do it. It's just I need something even if I, um, if I get a hit on the weekend where I'm not making any money. At least I have these couple hundred bucks to live on for the, for the week. And that doesn't really, I mean, I don't spend too much on other things. Um, so that'll be enough for like food or enough for partial rent or some some bills, right? How how much was it? Also, was it um just having those days, sort of the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, usually when you're free? How much did that sort of come into the equation of maybe I could use that time to make money? I think that was a big part of it because it's either I could start another business, a side business, like e-commerce or other things like that. But the issue with that is if I don't have any cash flow, that's going to be very hard to do. So. Having free days from uh, Monday to Thursday, I thought that I could potentially use that to to find myself some a, a small source of income. Like I'm used to making a couple of digits in in an hour, and coming back to making three digits for the whole day, it's kind of it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, because I was listening to um the podcast that we're going to release on the 27th in there i think you talked about um selling your time basically well it it is essentially that i've always said that this is what people don't see when you work at the nine to five you really need to optimize that as much as you can because essentially you are giving away an hour that you can never get back in your life to somebody else for a set amount of price so you might as well try to get as much as you can from that hour right um, but in my situation, I'm just doing this because I can, I suppose. And well, you I, have time. I have time and then I, I kind of need it. And it's also not something that I think about going when, in. Going in. Yeah. Just do my duty, get my shit done and just get out. How, how many, um, so this is your first week? Yeah. It's been, it's been two days. Two after days. I, I, they gave me Monday and Tuesday this week. It's been, it's been all right. So far? so far, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I sold, I sold my first camera yesterday. Hey, there we yeah. go. So that was, like, was it your enthusiasm which sold it? Or was yeah. the price? My enthusiasm. Well, and it's, it's a Sony camera, so I, I like Sony cameras. Yeah. Well, so. it's, it's definitely a good thing to at least be interested in what you're selling. Mm. So now that you are back into a quote-unquote nine-to-five, mm-hmm. is this a step back for you? If, you? if you asked me a couple of weeks back, 
I've I've actually said it on a podcast and I've heard it uh, heard myself saying it. It's interesting having a podcast and listening to what you've said before and having a total different mindset right now. If you asked me a couple of weeks back, I would have said it's definitely a step back. Yeah. Because I said I would never step foot in a nine to five <laughs> ever again because I've already built a business and I'm intending to uh, work for myself moving forward. I, now, I definitely do recall having that conversation with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> just for credibility, guys, just for credibility. Now, uh, but if you're going to ask me now, where I find the value in, in, in getting this job is that I'm able to say now that I'm, uh, I've got expertise in, in, in cameras, in photography, right? Because I've worked in the field. Um, so you can actually leverage this. It's, it's sort of like an, a, a, an experience that I have now that to, to say that, hey, I can potentially grab more income in the future. So it's not a step back now, now that you're thinking about it, it's not a step back. It's, it really depends on how you look at it. Where I would say, where I would see a step back is if I forget myself and, and fall into the comfortability of Ooh, it yes, and, yes. and say like, oh, this is so much easier. I get paid every, every, every single week. So I'm just going to forego, forego my weekend game the, and, and do this. The beautiful structure of a nine to five you just fall uh, back into the it makes you, you know. it, it makes you complacent in <laughs> it, my books right yeah so if you if we, uh, and i'm a firm believer in this if you're going to do something make sure that you have a plan for it okay so for me the plan of go, going to this retail shop and working uh, for this shop is that hey i can gather some knowledge in in in, in cameras and i can i can gather some knowledge in in the cost in the structure in the business plan right I guess it's really just how you see it, right? You can see it as, oh, I'm wasting my time, giving up my time to some other guy. Mm. Or you can think of that as I'm using my time to gain expertise in cameras mm. and whatever else yeah. and also get paid. Yeah. So it's basically reframing and that's really important, right? So how do you see somebody in a nine to five then? Um, if they take the same mindset, everywhere they go, let's say, let's say they work on, on a couple of projects that takes about, two or three years and then they move on to another another company well that's that's funny again this is something that i've previously listened to myself in a previous podcast and i've actually said that no if you're working in a a nine to five you are wrong and you've given me shit for it for it (laughs) (laughs) but some people might not be built for the uh, for the entrepreneurial life not not, uh they might not be built living incomeless for an x period of time and for them having that security, working in a nine to five and also building the expertise in, in whatever industry that they chose, they've chosen and also have an, a regular income every week, then I, I say, so be it. If this is what you game, if this is your game, this is your passion, this is what you want to do, you want to help somebody uh, make it in terms of the, uh, the business in the industry, then by all means. But know that there are options out there. Don't be single-minded and saying that, hey, nine to five is the end or be all. And trap yourself in a, in a business, in, in a job for 10, 15, 20 years, not knowing how to do anything else. And when, find, and when you find yourself out of the job, you don't know what to do. I, I, guess, I guess my, the issues that I took with your mindset previously and sort of like the Joe Rogan mindset of these nine to five people who was just people working in a cubicle and just pressing you know, buttons on their keyboard. But the way I, you know, I, I always saw it was, Working on nine to five means you're building up skills, skills that people value, skills that people would pay you for. You know, maybe is maybe is your project management skills. Maybe is the way that you can sell a project. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you if you put yourself hundred uh, percent into it. Yeah. So it's it's really again it's it's framing right how mm. you see it 
would, would change depending on, on the angle you look at it as. Yeah. Um, someone who's, you know, working in the nine to five might see their job as, you know, I'm getting, I, I have all these, the, you know, this, this set of skills and I'm worth this in the market. So why not spend my time using my skills to make exactly. X dollars? Exactly. I mean, it's, it, it's definitely how you want to frame it. I mean, if you're just a, if you're going to take the Joe Rogan mindset, and say that you're just a keyboard banger for nine to five uh, hours a day, right? Not, not nine to five, but the, the hours from nine to five and not looking further and do this day in and day out, then of course you're just a, a wage slave there, right? I mean, you're wasting, you're really wasting your own time. Yeah. So, and then if you flip it on, on its head and look at it like, hey, yes, I'm doing data entry now, but what am I doing to automate this job so I can focus on other skills that I can learn from this company? Then, from then, you're no longer a wage slave, but a, a sort of entrepreneur, right? Hmm. Someone who who's looking at it, takes the opportunity and tries to take it further within a corporation. Hmm. I think that's how business leaders get kind of get made. Hmm. They get very good at offloading sort of menial work to lower level people, hmm. and they kind of focus on the ideas, on the execution, and um, sort of being the the brains, being the entrepreneur, rather than just bang on a keyboard yeah that kind of person keyboard bangers keyboard bangers I, I'm, I'm coining this term right now <laughs> <laughs> look so this this is a question that's probably maybe a little bit too early to ask but i'm gonna ask anyway you know what what's what's kind of the discipline now that you're sort of both working for yourself on the weekends and pre- whatever preparations you have to do and also working for someone else what's what's the time management like now that you've lost these hours well Kind of still early to tell, but I can tell you right now that uh, we're late to release this this week's episode because of the fact that I've now taken away my Mondays, which used to be my podcast editing days, and shifted it to Wednesday, which is meant to be our releasing days, right? So it, it I think, I think um, I w- will withhold my answer to this question and answer it later down the track, but I can already see that I need to shift my hours around and uh, what? what I need to do. I mean, it's it's pretty clear that time management has to be a, a you know something that you will need to focus on because yeah. now that you lost this sort of time, you have to find time elsewhere to do what you want to do, what you need to do. Yeah. Discipline is freedom. Discipline is freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, also probably another too early to ask kind of question, but I'll ask it anyway, just just to have it on record almost, and I can re ask you this question in say three months time or two months time, but. What have you learned or what have you already learned about being, you know, being back in a quote unquote regular job? Tell you what, this is something I've, I've actually surprised myself. During the interview, I've actually relied on my ambitions and what I've actually already achieved to make myself sound good in order to get the job. And it was a breeze for me to be able to talk, just have a conversation with the guy, ask, ask how his business is structured what his clientele are like, right? What sort of products does he wish to sell more of? And what are the things that, uh, that need to be fixed in the shop? So those, those are the things I've already, uh, I've actually like um, surprised myself in asking those questions. Because like, usually when you think of interviews is uh, the standard questions like, oh, where do you see yourself in five years? Or, or what would you say your uh, biggest asset or biggest failures are kind of thing? So I've actually just, when I came into the interview, it's just, I just turned into a conversation and with a guy really. So that's one of the things I've actually learned and surprised myself with. Yeah. So I think one, one of the things that a lot of people tell interviewees as preparation before they go into interview is um, know, like get to know about the company and get to know about sort of the key people. 
because interviewers want to know that you're both knowledgeable on the company and also sort of know or want to be at least enthusiastic about coming on board and being part of the plan. So I think the approach you took was that, you know, you, you show that you are enthusiastic. You show that you wanted to know, you know, more about the sort of the plans, what you wanted to do, that kind of thing. And it's almost like you're on board with that thinking, even though you haven't got the job yet. Mm, mm. So I think that sort of um, synchronized thinking with, with the, the manager, yeah. I think that kind of helped your, helped your cause. Yeah. But, uh, I'm still in my learning phase. So I'm actually trying to figure out like how the processes are like at the yeah. shop. So this, it's, still, it's still a learning process. Anything else you've learned in this past two days? One one thing um one thing uh, this this whole experience actually taught me is uh, reinforces the idea of like living in the gray area, taking things case by case, and not put passing judgment. It's like you know yeah we we love Joe Rogan like we love the his his podcast and everything, but like some of the stuff he's I think he's he's been out of the loop so long that he he's just, out of touch. He's out of touch with with uh, the regular people. Right. He doesn't. He just he doesn't really know what people in corporate do basically it's easy it's easy to look at people as a statistics right and no longer an individual i think there's a good quote about that like uh, not to make it morbid but i think it was the quote goes one death is a tragedy a million death is a statistics i think some russian commander said that but um just to take it back like yeah you've reached a certain level but if you look back on, on look back on society to you it just looks like a number of people doing uh, bashing on keyboards and not really understand what they do what their aspiration what they want to do in life so in in the past you've mentioned how you say that you never step back into a nine to five and i think in past episodes as well you've mentioned that your dad would hate it if you um start working for somebody else again i wouldn't say hate but it, he'll look at me and I reckon he will pose the questions, why? Exactly. So, yeah, I might not have his drive. I might not have his ambition to make a ton of money. And I think the expectation of myself where I see success, right, where I define success, not to, not to dish out that word because, again, it's a sort of dirty word because you need to define what, what you actually want to do and what your goals are. I chose this because I want to learn. I want to figure out what what the go is what's the industry like right i also don't think there's any particular um anything wrong with doing something because you need to do it you know you you know you you've been um you know the, the market game has been like kind to you the last month or so mm. and you need a little bit of cash i don't think there's anything wrong with you know, starting um, starting a job that would actually give you regular income. So mm, mm. it sort of takes it, it takes a lot of, I think, stress out of your life. If you know you have this sort of almost guaranteed money coming in, yeah. whether it's, you know, rain, hell or shine, it's not going to ca- cancel, right? The, the, the shop's not going to get canceled. Yeah. So at least you always have this. So at least you know that you can have, you, you can stress a little bit less. Yeah. I think we'll I think, see. We'll see because I haven't I haven't gotten my first paycheck yet, so yeah. we'll see how it feels like when it, when the time comes around. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, have have you told your family that you started working at the camera shop? No, I, I tried to keep it on the download, but I thought, you know what, I'm gonna start say, telling people. So I told my brother already. So yeah. Yeah. what's his reaction? Like, oh. the entrepreneur. And he's like, oh, so you're doing that? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. This is interesting. I've learned new new couple like a couple of things. So. Yeah. Well, at least at least you're doing something that is interesting to you, and mm. you um. I getting value from it. 
I mean, like previously, when I think of a of a job, like despite what it is, I always looked at the paycheck, like how much am I getting per hour? Where some people like myself previously would miss the point is that what else are you gaining from this apart from the uh, monetary value for your hour, right? What else are you getting like in terms of experience, right? In terms of network uh, assets, right? The people that you know. Honestly, I'm I'm happy for you that you started a job. Not 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 because, um, not because it's you know nine to five like what I do, but I see so I, I see it as more of a a maturity kind of thing. Like you see it, you, you know, you sort of see it, you, you sort of put aside those prejudices that you had about nine to fives and yeah, yeah. see it as something that's necessary, something that's good for you, and seeing it as something that um is is you know overall it's a positive. You know, you give up a little bit of time, which hasn't been super productive yeah. I mean, in your own words anyway right and um i also do think that uh, i will attribute some of this change in mindset to this podcast as well because without many many di- uh, discussions and uh hours of talking to each other like you, you've made your point and i can understand like some people might not want to do what i want like i want to do right so yeah hmm. so now that's uh you, you know you quote unquote back into the sort of nine to five <laughs> i have a little list for you <laughs> Oh, you are a lover of lists. I do you? like lists. Yeah, but before we go, we get into those lists, yes. oh, I, I do want to know: like, when would you think you're gonna dabble in the entrepreneur game? It's a good question, and this is something that I kind of always felt. I don't think I'll ever do it on my own. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I honestly don't think I have the the singular individual the ten- drive, the tenacity, the tenacity to really drive. You know, see it to success. It could so be like it has a, to be a partnership. Yeah, it could be like a Mister Koya thing where you you're one of the head. Yeah. Of a, an, an idea. Oh, one of the minions that work for Mr. Koya. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun conversation we had with him. Good conversation. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, um, I'm certainly not against, you know, entrepreneurial, um, pursuits. It's just not something that I think I can really, that I'm driven to, to take on by myself. And that's okay. Hmm. So on the topic of entrepreneurship, five tips to chase your entrepreneurial pursuits while working a full time job. So this applies to me and I think it applies to you as well. Now that you're sort of on that. Okay, go on. Well, because sort of in, in, in a way, because, you know, the market game is, it is entrepreneurial, but I guess it's almost like a nine to five. It's something that you, it's not a passion. Yeah. Um, you know, do it for the money. Mm. It's good money. Number one, think of your job as a blessing. Your job is not some dead weight holding you back. Your job is the gasoline that will keep your entrepreneurial dreams alive while you're building your side project. Without that paycheck, you'll be out there spending all your time trying to raise money rather than spending your time perfecting your business. Stop thinking of your job as something that is dragging you down, but as a partner that is holding you up until the time is right to leave. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yep. It's, it comes back to my comment about like, yeah, I could spend my time figuring out like different uh, business ideas, but without cash flow, without, without positive cash flow, those ideas will never get off the ground. And think about it this way. Um, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, positive cash flow. In, in, in those good market days when you're making good money, now you can almost, almost think about, the money you're making at the at this camera store as going towards an entrepreneurial fund. Oh no, I know where this money's gonna go. It's gonna go straight to my credit card. Well, I mean I've already planned for it. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But I mean once you get to a comfortable state where you're still making good money from the markets, but now you're almost getting extra cash from, you know, two or three days a week, you can put that towards something. Oh yeah, definitely. De- definitely. Number two, maximize your time. Yes. The major disadvantage of a job is the forty hours 
of time you need to spend working on something else that is not your number one priority. However, you've likely heard the numbers before. There's 168 hours a week, your job takes 40 hours, your sleep takes 56, and you're still left with 72 hours to build your business. You know, it's 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 about, uh, you know, discipline equals freedom. I was going to say the same thing, and it's, it's, tr- it's very true. Because working that 9 to 5 or 10 to 5 in my case, right, allows me to focus like it's it's almost like a meditation right because in that in that hour i'm dedicated fully to whatever i'm doing for the work that for for the job that i've uh, put myself into right so it kind of restricts myself it it takes away dead hours dead hours i mean like procrastination hours right so that leads leaves me with hours that i'm I'm like concentrated fully into the 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 ventures that i I want to put the two to work on so it's kind of like the whole like writer's block, right? Yeah. Where you keep, if you keep thinking about something, but you can't get through that block, you really can't progress. But this almost takes you out of that mindset because you have to focus on this other thing for the six, seven hours that you're at work. Mm-hmm. But when you go back to go back home, now you almost have like a fresh, yeah, fresh and, mind. To think and about I have like about. that two sol- like two very solid hours of like straight work on the things I want to focus on. Because I know that I've already spent like the other, like the better half of the day in something else. So now I need to get my shit together and focus on what I do want to uh, achieve. Number three, focus on daily imperative action. Too much attention is given to hackathon and people who build a company by locking themselves in a room for a month and merging with the next Facebook. That's not how most businesses are built. Instead, successful businesses are built on consistent imperative action taken daily. It is not enough to just work hard. It's not enough to work hard every day. It needs to be imperative work done daily. Not busy work, not checking emails, not stupid phone calls. You only have so many hours in a day to work on your side business outside of your job hours. Make sure you are taking consistent imperative action daily. Hmm. Have you ever heard of, uh, of the Parkinson's law? Um, there's a lot of laws. Okay. I'm sure I've heard that one before. But- okay, so Parkinson's law says that work expands to fill uh, yes. the... Available hours for its completion. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Right. So if you give yourself eight hours to finish a work, even though the work might only take an hour, you use that whole eight hours to, uh, to to finish the work. I'll, I'll tell you a very uh, a very good example with with work deadlines. If I know I have to get something done by the end of the day, I'm I can get it done in a day. <laughs> <laughs> you give me a week to do the same work. I'm going to take my time with oh, that yeah. piece of work. Mm, mm, mm. You know, it's like <clears throat> what 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 if, if I get it done in that in that one day and I still have four days left, what's my, what do I get for it? You know, why am I working so hard in that one day when I can sort of spread the load? So, you know, you, it's, it's definitely a good, I think it's, it's definitely a good law. And it's very, very applicable Yeah. in, in many, in many, um, many places. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned, we mentioned the alternative way to explain this law. It's discipline and go freedom because restraint begets freedom. You know, it's similar with, uh, with, with this podcast. We could have worked in this for a long time and never release it, quote unquote perfected it. But we gave ourselves a, a deadline and we worked up to that deadline and we made it on time yep. because we could and we had capacity and we did it. Um, and we might have slight deviations to our sure. deadline, but it's there. It's, it's going to be in the vicinity of, mm. that, uh, of that deadline of release for our episodes. But, but the, I think the key as well is that we were focused in sort of lead up into mm. the release. You know, we there, there were sort of key tasks that we have to have done by the time we release it. Imperative action, we needed to put together our social medias. We need to find a hosting platform. We need to get our website up. We needed to get a get a logo up. These are all things that sort of almost came together in the last like two weeks or something before we released. Yeah, yeah. 
So these are all things which we knew that the goal was here and we need to do all these different things to meet that goal, mm. to meet that deadline. And if we didn't have that deadline, we could have taken forever to do those things. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Number four, outsource what you can. What can you do that no one else can do? Do that. Everything else, outsource it. To be honest, it doesn't really apply to me right now because I don't think there's anything that I really need to outsource. That's because, you know, every time you outsource something, it, there's, there's a cost to it. And right now, I don't feel like there's anything. Oh, if you don't, if you, if you don't need to, then don't. But to, to, just to tell you, I've actually been thinking of like outsourcing the, the whole editing of this podcast. Because mm. if I don't have time for it anymore and we want to release on time, I might as well just hire some Filipino um, uh, VA and to, 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 to get this done for us. Right. I mean, that's, that's certainly something we could, uh, we could look into. So this is the last thing on the list. Number five, use your job as fuel. Want to learn how to run really fast through the woods at night? <laughs> Still a baby bear cub from his mother. <laughs> In other words, peak performance is predicated upon an intense reason to perform. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so similar to that, similar to that Parkinson's law, right? <laughs> That's a fucking hilarious one. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, if there's a reason to perform, you're going to put in peak performance, right? Yeah. You might utterly hate your job. Good. Use that as fuel to motivate yourself to operate at peak performance. When your alarm goes off two hours earlier than normal, use your job as a fuel to jump out of bed. When you hit a writer's block and can't decide what to write next, use your job as a fuel to keep writing. When fear creeps in and you don't want to make that important sales call, use your job as fuel to overcome that fear. Whatever you need to accomplish in business to drive, drive forward consistent action, use your day job as motiv motivation to push through. I think that is very, very much relevant to you. I, I, I do recall many times you talked about being the market game and not really having a passion for it. Yeah. And almost doing it because you have to pay bills and whatever else. But you're also using it as giving yourself fuel to really be, to, to find a way out. Yeah, yeah. And I also think that's kind of where my mind is right now as well with my, my career. I don't hate my job. It's still, it's still interesting. But it's that question of do I want to be here my whole life? Like being a career, not if I career or my life. Do you want to spend the next eight years like you did in the previous job in this very job? It's that fear <laughs> that is kind of like making me think about all these other yeah. potential opportunities outside of yeah. five. So it's 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 this this um little quote here: peak performance is predicated upon an intense reason to perform. Do you remember when you were a student and you had an essay due? When do you actually do that essay? Night before. The very night before. <laughs> And you get it done on time. Peak performance. Was, <laughs> Even though you had two weeks to a month to do that very essay, you always managed to, 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 to stretch it out to the very, very last minute. To the point where you're going to go to the professor and ask for an extension. Sometimes you have to, yeah. And then you're going to stretch that extension to the very last minute as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, and it's just like that discipline. If you have the discipline to use that peak performance at the times when you should be using it, so at the start of when you just get your essay or you get your project to do, if you smash out in, say, five days instead of the night before, you have all this time to sort of almost chill and work on other things. That's right, yeah. But instead, you're probably wasting your time anyway. And also you have the stress of that project, that essay at the back of your mind the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's what, as, as Jocko says, it's hanging over your head, right? Yeah, it's, it's just hanging over your head the whole time. So 
you know, peak performance predicated upon an intense reason to perform. If you have a reason to perform, if you have the, the, the discipline to give yourself a reason to perform, you're going to be performing at peak performance. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I like that list that you have there. There'll be many lists to come from Mr. Ron. <laughs> There'll be many lists. I love lists because they are extremely easy to go through. It's not like a whole essay, the kind of key points. And, you know, I think, I think listeners can also let us know if um, there's any particular list that you want us to give thoughts on, any sort of any topics that, you know, you guys want us to talk about. And I'll go find a list on, on that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, list has always been... Um, very easy to to digest. Hopefully, it's easy for a listener. To it's easy to talk well. about as well. It's easy to to relate to because it's nice and clear, right? All right, guys. Um, just before we go, remember we are on Apple Podcast. Leave us a five star review. That's how other people find our podcast, and you'll be doing a massive help to us. And also, leave a comment. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We all like we are. Uh, our, our handle is actually like Escape Rope, one way or another. You'll find it out on our show notes as well. We'll put that put it out there. We have our Patreon. Give us a, a two dollars a month. Two dollars for a head of lettuce. A head of lettuce. Good. You don't say that cheeseburger anymore. <laughs> okay. Also, I, um, you you just mentioned about our social medias. You know, we would love to have conversations with um, listeners about any, you know, about basically anything. You know, if if it's something that we post, um, like if we post something a cool image or something and you want to comment on it, you know, I'd love to have a conversation with you guys about why, why it's interesting. Yeah, they're definitely like, we've been saying this every single uh, episode and uh, we haven't heard from anybody yet. So we do want to talk to you. That, that'd be amazing. Right. We want to interact with our listeners. So if you have, have a chance, if you have five minutes, drop us a comment in, in any of our social medias and would love to feature it on the, on the next, next episode. Hey, if, if you, if you hate this, if you, if you comment, you hate this podcast, um, I'm pretty sure Alice will know that it's because you listened to this episode and I told you to post hate this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a chance. Give us a chance. I'll, I'll make it right. We just need some feedback. We need some engagement. We want to know what people want to listen to. That's how we're going to grow. That's how we're going to improve. And that's how we can provide you guys with better quality content. Okay, guys. This has been another episode of the Escape Road Podcast. You guys have a great one wherever you are, guys. See ya. See ya. <laughs>